0: Yes, uh, definitely one of our favorites, Brian Geltseiler on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA radi- uh, Radio. He's also a contributor at NBA uh, TV. What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? Good, guys. How we doing? Well, i tell you how we're doing.
1: 18-22, BG. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, to me, days,
0: huh? you know, to me, it's, it's not that difficult where we're at with the Warriors, but for other people it is um yeah i'm gonna try to move andrew wiggins if i can even if i can't get anything of value i'm gonna try to move wiggins and then maybe in the offseason that make, matt right <laughs> Yeah, i mean that's that's what i'm thinking and then in the off season, we'll make the determination whether we're coming off chris paul which we probably are and clay thompson which we may end up having to do but what what do you see going on here
2: Listen, I, I don't think they're. I, I think the choice is very limited in the respect that at 18 and 22, where, yeah, Draymond has been suspended for a chunk of time, and that's been, you know, its own particular sideshow. But I think when you look overall at where the organization is at, I, I, two words come to mind it's over. And, and I think that's what you have to look at. Listen, Curry hasn't played at the level necessarily that he's played in the past, but he's still been very good. Um, Clay doesn't look like the same player, you know. Father Time's undefeated guys, and and, and I think th- there's a the holding on to the past thing can really make the future a lot more difficult. And listen, it's going to be very hard for Mike Dunleavy to have to do this. And Pop Myers, quite frankly, saw the writing on the wall. Somebody's going to have to piece this thing apart if they want to rebound into the future. There is some good news here. They've done a nice job with a couple of these picks. Kaminga looks great lately. He's played really well. And, and you want to get him more touches, more minutes, more everything. Pajemski's a nice player. And he fits there well. Does a good job. You know, and then I, I think Moody, you know, even though with inconsistent minutes and in and out of rotation, all that, I think he's a guy that you can, you know, have as a piece going forward but I think the decision has to be made that we're going to pull the plug on this group. And what does that mean? That means that a contender may want clay Thompson. Listen, I will tell you this right now that clay Thompson would fit wonderfully in Philadelphia. And I think the conversation has to be had with clay along the lines of, we don't know that we want to pay $350 million in luxury tax or whatever the heck they're paying. Okay. For a team that's not going to make the playoffs that we don't plan on re-signing you. And it's, it's difficult not the sentimental move and it's hard but I think that conversation has to happen I think when you look at Draymond Green they just re-signed him but it's not an onerous contract for the value that he delivers when he is on the court and when he is not you know stepping outside the lines. I think that's a conversation that has to be had regarding a deal and accumulating some future assets. I think they're crazy to keep Chris Paul through the deadline, even though he's hurt because the contract can be an asset. And even if they get somebody else's young guy, maybe a Kyle Kuzma, something like that, who can step in and and at least give them some minutes here and be a guy that you can, again, have as a piece for the future who's under contract, that's interesting to me also. Like My point is this. If you make the decision now, And you go forward with this, you're going to be able to rebound from this in relatively short order than if you hold on to the past for sentimental reasons on a team that just isn't going to compete for a title anymore.
1: Oh, Good stuff, Brian. I was telling my partner, Steiny here uh, about the Kaminga, who you had just mentioned. Uh, it changes and fluctuates for me every game. Like, I see the he could be a superstar, but I asked him, could he be Paul George? Could he be Kawhi Leonard? And, Brian, if he can't, would you include him in a package if the opportunity presented itself to get a Siakam? Would you pull the plug on Kaminga's future to get Steph? What's left of Steph? Uh, Siakam to maybe try to compete and change the course of this season?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't. And listen, I like Pascal Siakam, but it, it, we have to ask the question, Darrell, what is the Warriors ceiling in a deal like that this season? And, and it's a legitimate question. Are you going to make a deal that's going to make you better than any of the top four teams in the conference right now? And really, we're talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about the Clippers, who are terrific. The Timberwolves have proven to be a defensive juggernaut. And the Thunder are coming. And I say they're coming. Maybe they're here already. Um, and they can make whatever move they want with all of the assets that they have. I just don't see the Warriors making that kind of impact. And, and you bring up the real elephant in the room here, and it's Steph. Does Steph want to spend his entire career in Golden State and be there for a rebuild and help steward it along and maybe get a second chapter in the next two to three years because they reload it well and reload it efficiently? Or does he want to move on? Now, I don't think, listen, do I know what's in Steph Curry's head and heart? I don't. My guess would be you probably wouldn't want to move on. But that would almost motivate me more to say, hey, let's start flipping this thing out right now. Get everything we can picks wise and young asset wise and see if we can put a younger, different version of a contender around him sooner. That leaves us with a lot for when he's done. Like, I I do think that there's a school of thought here that you can't keep Steph Curry in tow, rebuild this thing around him and have you be someone that helps you make some of these other young guys that you have now and could go get better.
0: Brian Geltziler, joining us on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, also contributes at NBA TV. Yeah, what I'm trying to think is if you take the sentimentality out of it, and I get it, it's hard to do, I don't think it's as dire as, as, as it seems if you can somehow take out the sentimentality. Like, for example, Steve Kerr. I mean, I, I get it, he's not under contract next year, but... If you, to me, I'll look at the bright side. If you're going to transition, well, it's the perfect time. Or if something presents itself where you really feel like you're going to try to milk this for two more years and bring a veteran in here who you think can, huh, then sign him to a two-year extension. But, like, if you take out all that, it's it's not that bad, is it? No, I don't feel The thing is
2: this, it's, not, it's really not that dire at all. Because the truth of the matter is, there is a young core that's already in place. And so what you're going to now start to do is see if you can add to that young core by spinning out some of the guys you have that had value. And yes, it stinks for fans to have to see and hear that maybe it's Draymond and Clay and, and Chris Paul. But fine, go get rid of older guys and bring the younger guys around, Steph, and let's see what happens. The Kerr thing is interesting, and I'll say it this way. Number one, I don't know that if I'm this ownership group and Mike Dunleavy, I'm giving Kerr a choice on our direction. The rebuild, to me, is the only way to go, or retool, I should say, reload, whatever term you want to use. But I would say to Steve Kerr, listen, this is what we're going to do. Do you have the energy for it? And if you have the energy for it, sign two more years, three more years. Stay on board and let's do this with you. But you got to be honest with him, you don't have the energy for it. Like, then we're going to move in another direction. But listen, I think there's a guy sitting on the bench next to him that would have the energy for him, Kenny Atkinson. And so I don't know that you have to look far. But I think at this stage of the game, and listen, Kerr has had some very interesting moments this year where he's been. You know, really very transparent with the media in terms of saying, hey, I didn't do the best coaching job there. We've heard that from him a few times. I did not love what I saw out of him this summer coaching the World Cup team. I thought their defensive looks were very, very vanilla. And granted, that's probably not a, a fair thing to place on him when he doesn't have a lot of time to prepare for a team and use some different looks. But at my point being is that if he's got the energy for it, you're, you're not going to do much better So you want to see if that's something He wants to do But he's got to want to do it But again, I don't know that I'm going to let him Indicate my direction I think the direction is clear And quite frankly, I think the financial commitment Involved with maintaining this team Determines everything Because I think that they've paid the up and the ownership group have paid a lot of money over the years to keep this team competitive, and the team has rewarded them with all of it. And I think the importance here of understanding that that's over is going to be really vital to them because it's not a little bit of money that they invest year in and year out in terms of what they pay in luxury tax, and they've been incredibly generous with it, and this fan base should have no issue with this ownership group and what they've been willing to do. It's okay for them to kind of say, this team doesn't have it. we got to pull back here, and let's reload.
1: BG, my partner and I, we don't fight much. But when we do, 99% is uh, we fight about Andrew Wiggins. We had Stephen A. Smith join us last week on the show. He went on, you know, he went in on Andrew Wiggins. But I want to ask you, have you seen anything like this? I know he's been pedestrian and he kind of didn't pan out in Minnesota. But I'm sitting here holding out all hope, BG, that maybe 2022 Andrew will resurface before they trade him. What what are you this if enig- this enigma that he is? How how do you describe what you're seeing and what you're not seeing from him?
2: I he, listen. I, I he's been always been a tough guy to kind of you know get a get a read on. And when he is motivated and in shape, let's face it, he's not in great shape. Look at his. Take a look at Andrew Wiggins' arms. Okay, when they went and won a title in twenty two. Look at his arms now. They're a lot thinner now. Like, he was working out. He was strong, and he he does not look like the same guy athletically, speed-wise. And I think a lot of it has to do with conditioning and how he keeps his body. And, listen, he's been through a lot personally, and, and there's been a lot of rumors and things said about him. And I think that, you know, Andrew's a sensitive guy, and I think some of that has certainly weighed on him here. Um, They owe him a lot of money, and they owe him a lot of money for three more years. Mm. And to me, if you can get off his contract – I want to get off it as soon as possible. I do. And if it means I maybe have to give something up to get off it, well, that's okay because if I'm able to take some other pieces in in a trade, maybe that's what works out. Or maybe I'm able to move somebody out and attach Wiggins to them. Who knows? I mean, there, there's things that you can do here with Andrew Wiggins. You know, and, and even if it means attach a first-round pick to get somebody to take the deal, like that's the other part. But but I I would tell you to think that somehow, some way, you're going to see Wiggins turn the clock back. I don't know that that's going to happen here now. I just don't think it is. I think if that was going to happen, we probably would have seen it happen already. Mm. Uh, I I loved the player that he was in 2022. And short of Steph Curry, he was the most important player to the Warriors winning that championship, hands down, above everybody, above, including Draymond. Right now, this is nowhere close to the same guy. And the thing that bothers me is that it doesn't look like there's a lot of fight in them to be that same oh, guy. Yeah. And I think it. And I and I think that's that's a reality that has to be confronted. And if that desire is not there, anybody trying to get him to the spot where they want to get him is just fighting an uphill battle. And, and listen, this all all reeks of a change of scenery being necessary. And again, it's a tough spot for the Warriors because of the contract. But I do think they find a way to get off Wiggins between now and the deadline. I, mean, listen, I think we could see a very, you know, the, the deadline's were February 8th. I think we'd see a very different Golden State Warriors team come February 9th. I think mean, there could be some real wholesale changes. And, and the thing is the Paul expiring contract, the Thompson expiring contract, those create a whole lot of urgency right now for the Warriors to step up and do something.
0: Yeah, next three weeks is going to be a lot of fun. Brian, thank you so thank much easy, as man. always, man. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you near the deadline or just after.
2: I look forward to it, guys. Both of you take care. Always my pleasure.
0: All right, that's Brian Geltziler on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, also a contributor at NBA TV.